Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Faithfully Engaged. I am honored to have Dr. Lynn Carey on with me today. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Great. Thank you for having me, Johnny. It's an honor to be here. Um, I Where do I start? I, I think I've been on a journey my whole life. I kind of came into this world knowing there had to be more to life than what I was being shown in the mainstream world. And then after the last few years, I think I was right on about a lot of things. It kind of connected so many dots. Um, but it really, I just really always questioned everything growing up. I had, uh, I ended up having um, a diagnosis of scoliosis when I was 14, which is curvature of the spine. I always did everything the medical world told me. That's just what my family did. So I ended up having spinal surgery for it when I was 15. And the surgery itself was a success, but it left me sick and in pain for years that the medical world didn't know what to do with me. Mm -hmm. So I was in college because I was told you got to do that to be successful in life. I hated it, but I was there. And I, someone told me to look into chiropractic as a profession. I was just kind of struggling to find myself. I was still symptomatic in pain. And I read a, the pamphlet on the chiropractic and it said the power that made the body heals the body. And I thought, that was the first time I heard truth. I'm like, why hasn't anybody said this to me and all the, all of the stuff I've been going through. So I just went to chiropractic school without even getting adjusted. I went on the philosophy and it changed my life. And so for the past um, 25 years, I've been aware of the medical corruption that's been going on. I've educated myself on money because I knew that was such a key part of what was controlling our daily lives and our health. So I really kind of been down the rabbit hole with, um, you know, I wanted to become financially free for myself. I knew they were not teaching this in school, mm -hmm. in the school. So I was trying to educate myself, but it led me down the rabbit hole of understanding how corrupt our money system was. And then the last three years, you know, what happened when they locked us down three years ago was just horrific. And I knew from day one, it was horrific, but I also lost all of the network I was building for myself as an entrepreneur because I was speaking up against mm -hmm. the lockdowns and the masks and all that. And I educated myself on our constitution because I really was never into government because I, I couldn't find truth in it. I'm always about, let me, how do I find truth? I need things to make sense. And every time I watch somebody on TV or read an article, I'm like, this is a, a dog and pony show. Like this is a circus. I know they're all lying to us. I didn't realize how bad, you know, mm -hmm. I just kind of, you know, you want to, you, like, I wanted to vote because I wanted to be participating in, I didn't want to be a complete outcast of society, but I kind of knew it wasn't right. It wasn't right. So these last three years made me deep down, deep dive into, I educated myself on the constitution, how going local in the county is where our power is. And so that piece of the puzzle came together for me. So a lot of things came, you know, kind of all came into the mix for me. Um, in these last few years, especially. So that's the gist of who I am and where I am right now. And, and, you know, we could spend three episodes on all sorts of different things uh, of what you said there. Um, I, I did really want to uh, kind of hone in on, especially the last three years. I, I've talked with several other guests um, and some of this just in general, anybody that's lived through this period, it's, always going to have an effect on you some way, shape, or form. Um, never in our history have we had that type of response to a um, pandemic before. It was it was just different. So we're going to have an effect. And 
what I like about what you're saying there is you had a lot of background and knowledge for years and years. Um, in some ways, you, you kind of remind me of my dad, not in the uh, the career. Um, my, my dad is a, uh, uh, well, he actually recently just retired, but um, was in industrial hygiene, which I was never into engineering or whatever. I always told my friends, he makes sure people don't blow up. Like that, that's how I, I kind of uh, uh, phrased him. So he's worked with chemicals and all sorts of stuff for, for years and years. And he has fitted people for N95 mask for years, for decades. So when he's talked about N95, like that's not, that wasn't new to him at all. And when all the mask mandates and things like that came out, he's like, wait, what? Like, there's a reason why we haven't done this. Like that we have all the data in the world to say that this is a dumb idea, but here we are, we're, we're doing it. Um, and I'm imagining for you when all this stuff's coming out, you're like, Hey, this is what I've been studying. This is what I've been looking at for years. This is bad. And I, I kind of wanted to go back to you during that time frame when you are speaking out and it sounds like, just censorship and people stepping away from you. How did you handle that? Of like, I know I'm right, but people aren't listening to me. How, how was that for you? You know, I can't believe that I felt surprised again, because I'll give you a little background. When I opened up my practice as a chiropractor in 1998, I was ignorance on fire, had no idea what I was doing business-wise, but I just went out on a passion because I knew Natural healing changed my life. I got my health together. I saw there was a lot of medical corruption. And I knew people just needed to know. I thought they needed to know. And I went out like gangbusters, just wanting to share the message. And people didn't want to hear. I realized I was too far out. Like I didn't, people didn't really want to hear what I had to say. They weren't ready for it. And it shocked me then. Like I would tell them, you don't need the back surgery. And they would say, oh, well, I already have it scheduled. I'm just going to do it. And I was like, oh. You know, like, I mean, I really, I was like dumbfounded. So I had to get over, that was probably the first five years in practice. I kind of had to get over it. Like, I felt like people just had to evolve on their own pace. Mm. Everybody has a right to come to terms with these things on their own. It's a personal journey. Fast forward to 2020, I was losing my freedom to practice. I mean, I was educated. I already been through my health journey very secure in my health journey. And what they were telling me in 2020 was not changing what I did for the last 20 years of my life at all. But they were coming at me that I was wrong. And I thought, oh my gosh. And I'm trying to tell people, this isn't right how they're handling this. And people were angry at me. And I, I just couldn't believe it. And you know, that day marks in, it was March 12th. We locked down on March 13th. But March 12th, 2020, I was at the Miami Beach Chamber of Commerce. I was running the Health and Wellness Council. And I already had a problem with the Health and Wellness Council. I was doing it as a volunteer position. I loved being part of the chamber. It was me growing my network for my online business that I was building. And, um, and it was helping people with their lifestyle because I knew health, money, all these things were affecting well-being, right? So I had retired my practice already in Delaware. I was following my dream to live in Miami Beach. And People were coming in that day who were health. I mean, I always, I have a problem with the health professionals. So many of them, even the alternative ones, don't have a clue what they're talking about when it comes to health. They're still living in fear of the disease model and all this. And I know they haven't had a personal experience or probably, and that's fine if they're figuring it out. But it's hard for me to watch them guide people down the wrong path. 
Well, there was all these health and wellness professionals rolling in. They had masks on already and gloves, like surgical gloves. And I was like sitting there like, what in the heck is going on? Because I, I don't follow mainstream news. I don't buy into the hype. There's probably been like 20 diseases that they promoted in the last 20 years. Like there's, there's always a new one. I don't follow it. I don't go down their road because I know what it's all about and how it works. This one, I had no, I mean, I never in a million years would have believed that this was happening. And I was just like sitting there like, what in the world is going on? And then they locked us down. Those first six weeks, I had enough knowledge. I was studying the new world order a little bit, but my thing was we create our own reality. I believe we are all empowered individuals. We can make choices. I've always found a way to live outside the mainstream system because I've, that's what I chose. So I always thought I had a choice and I, I knew there was probably evil there, wrongdoing, but why do I need to focus on it? My focus was I'm going to create my best life and try to be an outward light for other people and give them options for, for different paths in life that can really lead them to freedom. That's always been my thing, health, money. But those first six weeks when they locked us down and I was sharing, I'm like, this is, I mean, my whole network, they were, I didn't even know what liberal meant. I remember asking my friend, I'm like, who are the liberals? And he told me, he goes, Democrats, they're like, they're the ones who want to lock down everything. And I'm like, well, that's not liberal. Isn't liberal mean freedom? I said, they're the communists. And I remember those first six weeks before I even thought, I didn't even think Trump was good. And it's not about him, but I was trying to sort through this mess of what, it was so horrific to me. I was going to bed crying at night because I thought, oh my God, constant, this is how the Jews got locked up in the camps. Like, we're going into the camps next. This is how severe it is. And these people don't see it. They're happy to stay home. They're happy to throw the mask on. They're happy to do whatever these people are telling them. And that was the most horrifying part for me that they were turning on me. People that I thought were friends, people that I thought were rational human beings. It was like they glossed over and became a zombie and were attacking me. And I'm like, I don't even have a right to live free anymore. And they don't see it. So it was, I was more afraid of the people around me who were falling for it than the few elites who were telling us what to do, right? Because I'm like, they have control of us because of this. This is how Nazi Germany happened. And I, it's funny because a couple of years, I'm always, I always like to learn. So for some reason, my money path, like trying to study the economy, led me to studying this woman who wrote a book about living through the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. She was from Hungary. She was in her 90s, told her story. And she said, I always remember our neighbors tried to warn us that they were coming and we didn't believe them. And it gives me chills talking about it because that's exactly what we lived in 2020. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to tell people and they don't believe me. Mm. And like, it's happening all over again and people don't see it. It was one of the most horrific times until, thank God, I found some people who were connected with truthers, right? I call them the truther network. And I started, okay, there's a plan or, or we're going to come out of this because I was just trying to make some sense out of, that was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. It really is one of those where um, I almost sometimes think of like an alternate, like reality type of thing of, if there was an alternate reality where let's say that didn't happen, COVID never happened. And you have everybody that went through the last three years and then somehow those our reality and that alternate reality, we're able to talk to ourselves 
through that, the reality that never went through COVID would be like, what on earth are you talking about? Like, it's bizarre. Now, clearly, that's not possible for us to do that. Um, but none of us, and even in 2020, in March 12th of 2020, nobody would have considered that. Um, and here we are in you know, middle of March, 2020. And not only is it happening, but it's being accepted and it's being celebrated. And I think that's one of the things that was chilling to me is, yeah, that it's not just a, oh, this is a hard time, but people were turning on people. We, you know, we're, we were closing down. I've seen a lot of uh, pictures. So it, it almost seems like old relics from uh, like March and April of 2020 of uh, the, like in the grocery stores where you could only go one direction, had those signs on the floor of basketball goals that they were taking the rims down and stuff. So kids couldn't play on basketball goals and police taping up merry-go-rounds. Like that's crazy stuff. <laughs> that's, that's not normal. Um, but you and I, in that situation, we felt like the crazy ones for thinking that it wasn't normal. Everything was upside down. It just at an incredibly crazy time. So kind of walk me through this kind of leads into the the whole constitution and, and your involvement. How did that go from like, wow, this is feel like I'm living in crazy world. Uh, how did that transition into you being really more involved from somebody that was not political at all to being more involved in politics? How were you able to kind of make that that shift, that personal shift? Because I'm the type of person who wants answers. I don't want to just keep rehashing the trauma either that I want to find a solution. You know, there's a lot of people who just keep watching videos and then just get stuck, you know, and I'm not saying I was watching videos to educate myself on what was going on, but eventually you get to the point where you're seeing the same message over and over again. Okay. I'm like, I got the story. Now, what do we do to change it? Mm -hmm. And I guess through those videos that I heard, you know, there was defend Florida was the first piece that I saw that they were saying that the election was stolen and this is one way that, um, but even that was kind of big, you know, and then I would just remember hearing Sheriff Mack. Are you familiar with Sheriff Mack? Uh, vaguely. Like I, I recognize the name and I've seen a few videos, but I wouldn't say that I'm super. Yeah. He must have been on it. And I, I wish I documented my journey of what led me to what, but I know like I saw him on an interview and I, and I always look when something resonates with me, I go into it. I, you know, I want to follow and get to the bottom of it. And Sheriff Mack is, um, it's a CSPOA, County Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. He had fought the Clintons back in the 90s on gun control and won. He actually went, he was a local county in Arizona at the time. So he's been standing up because he's been seeing this corruption of our constitution. He was a police officer. He realized, he said, hey, I took an oath. Um, and what are we actually doing here? Things that I'm doing, even giving speeding tickets really doesn't match the oath that I took. He started questioning everything. And he stood up in his local county. Once he took his own constitutional course, he understood. So he has this organization and I took his course on it. And I just realized that everybody thinks that we have to go to the top, right, in the federal government. But really, it, it goes back to the state. It goes back to your local county is where all the power is. That made sense to me. I'm like, okay. Well, I was a little horrified because in Miami Beach, we had one of the most corrupt mayors around. He was horrible. And the whole town was good with it. 
even though Florida was a free state, we were in a, I was in a very blue mm -hmm. city. And um, so I understood that. And so I really, I just started, I took, I was following Chris Ann Hall. There was Doug Gibbs. He was on uh, Patriot Street Fighter. I remember he was doing like a constitutional discussion every Tuesday. I was just trying to find things that just to, cause you know, you just have to keep reiterating things until it becomes second nature. And so I realized I had to get, I started going to the local school board meetings Mm -hmm. um, and then I found um, an organization at the, they just changed their name to Citizens Defending Freedom, but it was County Citizens Defending Freedom at the time. They're in Polk County. They started in Polk County, Florida. And it was about going to the school boards, um, going to your local uh, commission meetings and understanding what's going on there and also exposing what the, the media is doing, like shining a light on what our local politicians are doing and asking them, trying to build a relationship with them and saying, hey, why are you doing this? If they won't answer us, then we can bring in media and shine a light on and say, hey, all of us want to know why you're doing what you're doing. So they can't hide in the darkness anymore. And that's what they've been doing for years. So really, that's what it is. It's about really just getting involved locally in your county meeting and the school board meeting. And I, I tell you, I was horrified. I, I'm not a big component of our educational system at all. And this, the last three years gave me double reason, but and I went through school. I was an A student, an honor student. I worked hard because they told me I needed to, and I should. I was not really trying to buck the current at the time, even though I questioned it. But I hated school. And when I got out and I was trying to build my practice, I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And he talks about financial freedom and financial education, that we don't get that in school. Mm -hmm. And I knew that. I'm like, I knew I wasted my time in school. I just knew it. And so uh, that's what kind of led me down the path of understanding the economy, because I saw how much it was affecting people coming into my office and their health and the choices that we're making. And they're like, they could only do what insurance dictated, you know, even buying organic food was expensive. They couldn't afford it. I mean, we were living in an upside down world for a long time. And I questioned all these things. So when I got to, you know, when I understood like the local county, like we, we have to get back there and, you know, the school board, what I, I pull, I pull, I raised my son. I'm sorry. There's a million things that I could say right now. I raised my son outside the school system. Like he was always homeschooled because I knew there was a lot of issues I had. I figured it, it, it didn't give me anything I needed. I didn't want to put him through that. Mm. What happened and what I saw happening, that there's an agenda that they're actually programming our children to be socialists, to be communists, to not think for themselves. It, it connected so many dots that I saw happening that I didn't understand. So when I went to the school board, I really saw the, de the devil was sitting on the school board. These people, it was just evil. Mm. And they were all sitting up there masked, talking about, all they do is praise each other. They don't even get, they don't even accomplish anything. They want you to sit in a meeting once a month, all day long. Who has the time as a working parent to go to a school board meeting and sit there all day long to be able to speak at the end as in the evening. And they don't accomplish anything. They just keep appraising each other. Oh, Dr. So-and-so, you're this. Oh, Dr. So-and-so, congratulations on this. I mean, it was a bogus, bogus what was going on. And I just couldn't believe it. It just made me sick to my stomach to even be there that we were at this point. I thought, oh my God, society is so far gone. And our taxpayer dollars are paying these people <laughs> Big money to sit up there. Our superintendent. 
Like, hey, hey, uh, just for just real quick, you you kind of cut out there for, I don't know, 10, 10, 15 seconds. So I, I didn't hear there that that last little bit there. The superintendent of the, the Miami-Dade school board got transferred out into California. And I said, it's funny because he went out there with the, the, the full-on communist political agenda out there because I think we were getting a little too, the heat was getting turned wow. up on him in Florida. There was too many people awake there. So it's funny that he, and he was making a fortune and he was no problem locking kids down. I mean, the governor was telling us everything was open. They were still masking the kids, you know, when it wasn't even any kind of mandate far from it. And they were still masking these poor kids up. I mean, to me, I was witnessing child abuse. Mm. And the thing is, it was even harder. It's like my whole life got turned upside down in these last three years. I'm kind of like still suffering, I think, post-traumatic stress syndrome a little bit because I look at other people and it's like, nothing happened. They just mm -hmm. lived their lives like normal. They just put the mask on. They still had their job. They still had their income, all this stuff. Mine was like, the rug was pulled out from under me and I'm still trying to lick my wounds and rebuild myself and recover. And it's just kind of, my son, my son's 17 and my, my son, his life was turned upside down too. And um, we always talk about BC because when you say like, we couldn't have seen what was coming. I'm like, oh, that was February of 2020. <laughs> BC. We had no idea. Like that's what we, we were just living the good life, you know? <laughs> so it's just been a journey and I'm just, I just, now I, I, I feel like I have tools to empower myself on how to vote, how to get involved, where is the right action, because I understand the Constitution. I have at least a basis of what is right and wrong and what the local county government should be doing and mm -hmm. how I can make a difference. And fighting for election integrity, that was the main other thing is they, the county citizens defending freedom was going after election integrity. So how are our elections being held at the local level? And how can we um, witness them, watch them, verify signatures? How, what is your process? We, we started becoming friendly with the supervisor of election. So all these things, you know, there was, you can kind of, you had to kind of pick your, pick your poison. Do you want to mm -hmm. work on election integrity? You want to go to the school board meeting? Because it, it became a lot of work. Right. And so that's why, and you see why they made it so complicated because it keeps the average person out because they're so busy stuck in the design of the rat race. It's all by design. They've just built this and we're supposedly the land of the free. And we've been slowly, slowly, slowly becoming enslaved over the years here. It's just from the creation of the Federal Reserve to the stealing of our elections to and, and it's been very subtle, very small steps, the increment along the way until we got to this point right now. And and I think that's the the power of subtlety um it's kind of the old notion of of boiling the frog right like you right. you don't just turn it up all at once you gotta you gotta acclimate and that's something that as a populace and and i'll, I'll say this more personally as a dad um the covid years really um affect me on a personal level um my my daughter was born in uh, 2019, uh, September 2019. So just before it was BC, just a little BC there. Um, and then my my son was born in 2021. Um, and things were a little bit more lax then. And, and I'm in Oklahoma. So things by and large were fairly laxed compared to, to most parts of the country. Um, but 
I distinctly remember during that time frame, if we were going to the doctor and they required masks, my daughter, who during these time frames wasn't wasn't one yet, she hated mask on us. I, I refused to do my children. I've never worn any mask. I, I refused that. But if I had a mask on, she would immediately pull it down because she knows my face. Like that's how that's how children communicate. They they look at their their parents' faces, at other people's faces, and they match that. And she understood that. She's like six months old or something at the time. And she knew. I, I remember sitting there as like my six-month-old daughter understands this. She knows why this is silly. Why don't the doctors, why don't the the, the people that are the pediatricians um, saying that this is fine for kids to wear? No, it's not. Um, and yeah, just that, that kind of that, man, what is going on here? A am I the only one thinking this way? Am I the crazy one? And what I really like about what you're saying there is you didn't just take that and say, yep, world's terrible nothing i can do about it no like i'm going to do what i can i'm going to go to these school board meetings i'm going to make my my votes known in local elections and i give you just another quick story of uh again this is 2020 the presidential election that happened um this is just kind of anecdotal, but there was a very high turnout. Lots of cars at my local polling place. Lots and lots of people there, um, which is good. Like, I'm, I'm glad people were voting. But a couple months prior, we had a very, for our town, which is about uh, 23 or so thousand people. So fairly small community. Um, so generally, the mayor race isn't that big of a deal. It's like, eh. Whoever's mayor's mayor, nothing really changes. Well, this one was a fairly large deal that the uh, the incumbent wasn't running. So on one hand, you had kind of the one that had the most money, saw signs everywhere that was more um, kind of pro-mask mandate and things of that nature. And then the other person was not. And I don't know this for certain. I do think that it was a higher uh, voted upon election, but not nearly like the presidential one. Not even close. Um, we got in and out of there, you know, in two minutes or something. Not not many people there. And that election, which the person that didn't want mandates um, was the one that ended up winning, despite being outspent like crazy. You barely saw any of his signs. Um Enough of us decided, hey, we don't want these mandates, so we're going to vote for him. That election had far more impact on me and my family than the presidential one. Um, whether we want to say that that was stolen or not, that's a whole other big conversation. And and certainly it's had effects. I, I'm no shock. I'm not too big of a fan of the uh, administration we have in there currently. Um, but that local election had massive, massive impacts. And I get very disheartened when I, I show up to vote for a, a city council or, or whatever it may be, and there's four cars in the parking lot. Um, those are important. Th those school board meetings are important. And we need more people like you speaking out of don't just vote in uh, November, <laughs> vote in September, in August, and, and, and those off months that don't seem like they're a big deal. No, they're a very big deal and probably bigger than you realize. That's such a great example, though. See how powerful that is? Like, if people could understand that concept, it's the local mayor, the local commissioners, the local county um, 
that you're voting for is really where the power is because that's going to affect your town. And really, we are our constitution is set up to go local. The powers in the state really, governors ha should have more power than the president. The Fed should the federal government is supposed to be underneath of us. Uh, you know, they are supposed to be our employees, and we're so upside down. They're like running our lives and stealing from us. Like full on criminal action is happening and it's accepted. How did we get to this point? Like, it's so surreal. But yeah, but that's where we take our power back. And that's how it can trickle up, right? Or trickle out from the local county. And if people, I wish more people would understand that. And that that's the right terminology is take our power back. Um, instead of um, we need to just vote better in the the presidential election or the the senate election or whatever which i'm not saying is not important it is but the structure there is messed up um and when we take that power back again uh, in my city then it doesn't matter what happens in these other areas of the country now my town's okay um we're, we're able to go around okay um thankfully my state in your state although your your city kind of messed messed you up there um weren't as strong as some other areas but even in like california i know of some local places where sheriffs were like nope we're not doing this i don't care what you say newsom um we're not going to and i'm sure their citizens love them for that and that's what it takes is saying this is within my power and that's the key piece there with when i was talking about sheriff mac he says the sheriff really has so much authority in the local county to stand up to the federal government if they come in and with an overreach they're you know out of line i mean it's the this the sheriff is supposed to protect the people's natural rights to stand up for our constitution and there's so many sheriffs that are bought now and and under the corruption of the big government. And so that's if we really, every citizen, really, we all need to get back to our constitution. If we all just took a simple, started following the constitution, that you know, there's so much stuff online, start learning about your constitution. It beca everything becomes very clear and sim simplified. I always say truth is always simple. When it's complicated, we know we're in the, we're in the dark. So if we can get back to that, and, and this way we can educate people who are going in to take a position in our government, our local government, to become the next sheriff. I mean, in Miami-Dade County, we don't even have a sheriff anymore. That position was taken out a long time ago. We were the only county that didn't have a sheriff. I knew we were in trouble. That was my first sign. <laughs> I was like, but see, this is, this is where people educated themselves on these basics. It, we could change the whole world. It'd be the whole country. It'd be amazing. And I'm sure other countries have the same thing going on too, but especially here in the United States, it's really powerful. I think what's so important here in our country, as opposed to other ones, where yes, we have all sorts of, of problems, uh, especially when we get into federal government overreach and uh, the billion different uh, agencies that, that are up there. That Yeah, we have problems, don't get me wrong. But when you get to the source document of the Constitution, while I won't say is a perfect document because I don't think anything man-made will ever be perfect. It 
it's stood the test of time. It, it's gone through a lot of really rough things. So our foundation, having freedom of speech, having recognition that these rights were given to us not by man, but are recognized by man, given by God, that that's a big deal. Um, so we have a lot of great things that are already there, um, whereas other countries, they may need to make a new document, try to make a better government. We already got a pretty darn good one. It's about recovering it um, and, and getting that power back, like like you said. And there's no easy answers. There's no snap your fingers and, and then we get it. But it takes action. Um, you, you can't just sit back and, oh, COVID's mostly over now. We won't do that again. We'll be fine. <laughs> like that That's not a winning strategy. You, you got to act. And, and you need to act on behalf of you and your well-being, but also if you have kids for their well-being um, and just for the society as a whole. Um, it's really important, and it goes beyond just you, um, of why we need to act and uh, have more people involved in the process. Yeah, that's why I, you know, it's funny. I feel like I, I turned down my message a little bit. I mean, I was even speaking up from like 1998 to 2003 about the dangers of vaccines and all the revert adverse reactions. I chose to have my son at home. He was not vaccinated. He's 17 years old. So I've been doing this for a long time, but I remember there was one organization at the time. It was the National Vaccine Information Center. And I was supporting that. But every time I got one of their letters, it was like they always needed more money. It was always in a political fight. And I'm like, I just don't want to live my life in a fight. I want to live my life in joy. I want to be an example, you know? So, I mean, this was before, when I got back into it, a couple of years before the lockdowns, I started hearing that New Jersey or New York, they were saying you have to get, you know, have to get vaccinated before you go to school. And I was like, what? Because people already thought that back in the day. Oh, well, your kids have to be vaccinated to go to school. And I'm like, no, they don't. You can sign a paper. No, no, most parents don't question. So I already knew there was always a way around the system. No big deal. But when I heard, kind of heard on the outside, like, you know, there was this stuff going on with man mandatory um, for colleges and things like that. I was a little horrified, but then we went right into it. I mean, it was right before. And then we went into lockdowns and I saw the whole agenda. And But but I saw like Del Bigtree and Robert Kennedy Jr. Who, and all these people who were speaking up for a while who got into the vaccine fight. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize all this was going because I kind of removed myself from it. And I got, I just got tired of people not wanting to hear what I had to say. You know what I mean? In that respect, I just kind of take, watered it down for my own sanity. But after these last three years, that's why I felt like I have so much background. I'm like, you know what? I think it's important that I speak up now and share because I am walking a different path. There is another path to follow and it's okay. And I think people need more stories of empowerment of how we heal ourselves how we can be financially free, how we can have control in our own local government, things like that. So that's where I kind of stepped back into where I feel like it is important because I feel like it's important for, like I was crying when we locked down. I thought, oh my God, what did I bring my, my son into? What kind of future is he going to have? Yeah. So I yeah. want to do it for him, for the kids, for the future, and just for the collective consciousness because you know what? It all, it all, We're all affecting each other. I never felt that like I did more than in 2020 when I felt like I didn't have a, the right to just choose how I took care of my own body. Yep. So it's more important than ever to, you know, 
we kind of have to get it out there. No, I, absolutely. And I, I had an experience that I hadn't really had previous. Um, we, my, my wife and I, and uh, I believe it was June or July of 2020, um, we, we switched which church we were going to. And the church we were going to previously was meeting, but they had like sectioned out rows and stuff like that. So you weren't, weren't next to people. And the new church we went to was not that way. You know, people were shaking hands. They were singing next to you. And I hadn't had quite that experience of like, wow, like I need that personal contact. I need that people shaking my hand. It, it wasn't a want. It wasn't a nice thing. Like it was needed. Um, we impact one another way more than you think. We, we kind of think it's just me and my family or whatever. Um, nobody else is really affected by me or, or my actions. It's just not true. Um, our communities are connected. We're social beings. So what you do does matter. Um, and what you don't do matters too. Um, we, we don't live in a vacuum. Absolutely. That's why I, I like to give people, that's why I always look, I want to know what practical action I can do because I always want to be positive. I don't want to stay stuck in the negative stuff. Yep. I want to look at what can I, what positive action can I do for myself and for others today? I've always been wired like that to look for what positive things can we do. And I think that's the ripple effect that we want to go out into the world. And I love that attitude you just brought there. That is really the main basis behind this podcast is I have seen so much content for that are more conservative um, in nature, more Christian in nature, that is focused on what's going wrong. And don't get me wrong. We just talked a lot about what's going wrong. I'm not downplaying that. That's important for us to have a basis of reality and knowing what's wrong. Like, that's good. However, the issue is, is when we stay there and I'm just stuck flipping TV or on my phone. Yep. This is bad. That's bad. It's all bad. Um, and then you're just left feeling angry, apathetic, and then you don't do anything with your life. That's that's not the way we're created. That's not what we're meant to do. So why I, I made this podcast the way it is, is I want to talk with people that are doing something in their life and trying to encourage listeners to, yeah, you can do something too. It's okay to recognize things are wrong, but what can you do to make an impact? And maybe that is going to that school board meeting. Maybe that's uh, talking about finding information about uh, Constitution. I During COVID, I took a, a free Constitution class on um, Hillsdale. Um, Hillsdale College has a wonderful free. Um, they do. It's fantastic content. Um, free. Go do it. Um, uh, go to, uh, we got the another thing we got to was the the federalist papers during that time I was like i want to have stuff in paper just in case things get reprinted or whatever so go read the federalist papers go just go do something um and then maybe you start figuring things out a little bit more specific throughout the line but don't wait to figure out your five-year plan to, before you do something just do something and then you can figure it out along the way but sitting back and just complaining that's not good enough. That That's not helping anything. I totally agree. Well said. So for you, um, if you were to give the listeners, let's say they're like, yes, I, I'm with you. I want to start doing something locally, uh, but 
I hear what you're saying, but I'm just confused. I just don't know where to go, how to get started. What what advice would you give them in order just to get the ball rolling, so to speak? So my two favorites are, to, like, I would say jump into the Constitution. Because if you want to understand, like, start learning about it. And I'm sure there's free stuff online. You could follow Sheriff Mack, Chris Ann Hall. Um, you could go to Hillsdale, like you said, college. They have so there's so much information. Start understanding, and then go to a local county meeting and see what's going on in your town. Under meet the people who are running your town, and see if they're following what you learned about the Constitution. Mm. You're going to see real quick who's bought and who's doing it for the right reasons, and it becomes crystal clear. And you know, I was always because I was never political. I was always independent, and there was a school of thought that we can infiltrate because we have a uniparty. Let's face it. It's not about Republican or Democrat. We have just as many corrupt Republicans, but I chose to register as just a year ago. I registered as a Republican because I thought I can go into the local Republican meeting so I can vote for that party on the side because it was least less corrupt than the other side is was the take. And there's a lot of make America great again, make America first people in there infiltrating the Republican side. But we had a real fight with a lot of the people who are, who are bought in to the old, you know, the way they're not awake to America mm -hmm. first at all. They want the old school or whatever, the corrupt system. They want that to continue. They want to have their, you know, bought politicians and mm -hmm. lobbyist politicians in there. So you could even infiltrate the Republican side, you know, if it's less corrupt in your town. And that's what I did. I started going to those meetings and because you can have, a, you can start making a movement. You know, meet your neighbors, see if they want to go too. I mean, that's that's the way to do it. But it's really if once you understand that constitution, you can see who who's what side people are on. Find the people who are awake. Find the people who really are trying to do the right things, and befriend them. Reach out a hand. You, maybe you make phone calls for the people. Maybe you um go to you know you can you can be in um a super what's the, what's the word? You can go to the election and be a uh, you watch the elections. I can't think of the. Why I, am I, I'm blanking out? I, I, I'm I know what you're talking about, but I'm blanking on that term too. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. You can help run the elections. Like you can be there and be a witness to make sure things are proper. Go, you know, you um. There's a lot of things you can do. It doesn't have to pick one. Just pick one. You don't have to be overwhelmed. And pick one. If if and it's not working out, try another one. You know. But you you're going to start to see where the need is once you go to the meeting. You can see what. What needs to be done once you're armed, understanding the Constitution? Because before I had the before I understood the Constitution, and I'm not saying I understand it at 100%. I can't sit here and reiterate it, or you know, I'm not going to teach it to somebody else at this point. But that's my basis. You know, I can kind of gauge myself. That's my blueprint. You, un I didn't understand how to see what was right or wrong before that. Mm -hmm. That's why I never really got involved because it was very confusing to me. And it didn't make sense. And I saw that they're fighting for issues, but I realized they just kept going around and around. They were never solving the issue. And the issue just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, I saw that in medicine too. I'm like, they're always creating a disease. And then there's another one to fix after. And I thought there's a problem with that. So like, I, you know, I, I needed to step out of that world. And that's, so when you understand the constitution, you can um, see that there are solutions. But it's getting this big money and lobbyists and corporations out of our government. Yeah, so. 
no, I, I, I like it. Um, and, and I love what you said there of pick something. If it doesn't work, pick something else. That takes so much pressure off. Just go, go do. I think that that's really what it comes down to learn and do something. Don't just sit back. I, I, I'm imagining um, people that are listening to this that like, man, I, I love what she's saying. I, I want to be in touch with her more often um, that they would love to do that. So uh, where can people be in contact with them and what other uh, information would you like to share with the audience today? Yeah, sure. So you can, I have a website, creatingmydesiredlife.com and you can email me there and ask me any question and I can do my best to answer it. Right. Well, I'll have that linked down there in the show notes below. So you will be able to do that. I encourage everyone um, listening to go ahead and do that. Um, And yeah, thank you again so much for being on and really shedding light into the importance of impacting the community right around you and not just the, the federal election. Yeah. Thank you so much, Johnny, for having me on and for getting this message out. I think it's really important. Absolutely. And thanks again to everyone that joined us for another episode and we'll catch you on the next one. Take care.